Hey everyone, to help spread the word of positive inner beauty, I invite you to please subscribe, rate, five stars would be lovely, and leave a review on Hello Beauty. This makes it easier for people to find the podcast. Thanks and enjoy this episode. And you really want to embrace those things that make you unique and different. And those people are always the most attractive because I'm sure you and I have both seen plenty of people who are attractive, but they feel they look insecure and it's not going to magnetize people toward them. So really those who embrace those differences are the people who shine the brightest and that you want to be around the most. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hey there, Joyce Platon here, and welcome to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest is Joey Healy. Joey is a sought-after celebrity eyebrow specialist. He is also known for his product line called Joey Healy Eyebrow Collection and his flagship studio in Fifth Avenue, New York called Joey Healy Eyebrow Studio. Welcome to Hello Beauty, Joey. Hey, Joyce. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. It Part wouldn't be two. a trip to LA without Hello Beauty. Of course. I mean, when you reached out, I was like, heck yeah, I you're coming it back. It's my and, second home in LA. Aw, and I know we've already talked about it in the first episode. I'm like, I definitely want you back on because you have so many like tips and tricks about eyebrows and of course about like your business. I have more to say, people. <laughs> <laughs> and a whole year has gone by. I come out every Oscar season. Oh, that's crazy. It's kind of, can't believe it's been a year. I I know. A year goes by pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, as we're recording this, the Oscars is literally happening. They're starting now. <laughs> I know. I mean, so bear with us if you do hear some helicopters and honking. It's the paparazzi <laughs> trying to find Joyce and Joey. Because <laughs> we are literally recording in the middle of Hollywood right literally now. Literally in yeah. the middle of Hollywood on Oscars night, folks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, for the benefit of the listeners who are just joining us and who don't know about you yet, talk to me about what you do, Joey. So I am a celebrity mm -hmm. eyebrow expert. No I, need for the air quotes because it's legit. <laughs> it's always such a funny thing. But yeah, I, I work with a, a lot of Hollywood and that's actually why I'm here um, in the, for the Oscars tonight. Um, I am an eyebrow specialist. I've had the brand Joey Healy for this year makes 10 years, which is surprising. I started oh, wow. in 2010. Um, I own Joey Healy Eyebrow Studio, which is right in Manhattan. Um, we're in uh, Union Square and I've had that location there for about five years. And mm -hmm. so that's opened seven days a week. We do eyebrows, tweezing only, no waxing, no threading, um, no microblading. It's a very simple philosophy. And I also am the founder of Joey Healy Eyebrow Collection. It's 28 um, unique SKUs and that's sold globally. So between the product line and the brow studio, I'm a very busy brow expert. Oh, wow. I mean, we will get to that in a bit, you know, about microblading and oh, all yeah. like the natural eyebrow look. Yeah. So, I mean, for the why why no waxing? What does it do to your eyebrows or skin? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people out there who do believe in waxing, mm -hmm. and I'm not one of those people. Yeah. I am an esthetician. I was trained with wax, and I do believe waxing is great, just for the record, for, you know, your arms, your legs, your boyfriend's mm -hmm. back, those, oh, wow. those tough areas <laughs> yeah. of skin where you indiscriminately want to remove hair. Mm -hmm. It's a great method. Eyebrows, I mean, the skin around your eyes is so tremendously sensitive. I mean, it's the thinnest skin on the body is the skin around the eye area. 
area. There's heat, there's chemicals. People don't really have a strong tolerance for wax. If you're sunburned, if you're using Accutane, if you're a retinol user, your skin really doesn't benefit from the wax at all. In fact, it's very detrimental. And then of course, you know, it breaks down the collagen and elastin around the eye if you're doing it continuously. And Beyond just the kind of nuts and bolts of it, I feel like the artistry gets compromised. Mm. With tweezing, it is one hair at a time. It's a philosophy I believe in. I never really wavered from that. And as a business owner, I focus on quality and not volume. I see 12 clients a day. It takes me an eight-hour day to get through them, 40 minutes each. Um, But I do believe that that is the best way to service the client is just one hair at a time. And through tweezing, you can really balance um, imbalances. Um, Waxing is something Sometimes getting people off track and they often get a little too thin. Mm. Not my favorite modality. I like the control of tweezing and trimming. Yeah. And at least with tweezing, you can get to focus on removing the hair from the right like yeah. follicle, how it grows, right? Because totally. waxing kind of like you probably like you're not unsure. You're not sure yeah. where you're waxing and taking off the hair. Well, you just have to generalize the mm-hmm. direction of hair growth. You know, they say when you're waxing, apply in the direction of hair growth and pull against. And with the brow, it just changes direction mm-hmm. of hair growth so quickly. It's hard not to break off the hair. And often people break out after waxing. Sometimes it's because the hair has been broken mm-hmm. and then there's ingrowns. Again, a lot of people see success with waxing. I just feel like with tweezing, it benefits the client and the result is really there. And for those with sensitive skin, it's just to me the only option. Yeah, I believe so too. Yeah. So in episode 23 of Hello Beauty. Wow. Way back. <laughs> yes. Memory lane. <laughs> I know. We're episode 63 now. Wow. <laughs> oh my God, man. That's... We're just exactly 40 out. Yeah. So I know that back then you were all about natural brows and not really so much into microblading. Do you still feel the same? I do feel the same. Mm -hmm. I'm like that old eyebrow Mm -hmm. curmudgeon. Like (laughs) when I was a boy, we didn't tattoo our eyebrows. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I do have a strong philosophy on eyebrows, which is not surprising. And I really don't waver so much from it. That doesn't mean that I'm not open-minded about all of these new amazing techniques. And I actually think it's eyebrow microblading is very interesting. It has evolved some and improved. And there's select candidates who would benefit from it. Maybe those who've undergone chemotherapy, they're older, Mm -hmm. they have no brows to, you know, and they just want a quick, a quick, easy thing. I just don't love the final product, the commitment to it, um, the way it sort of wears over time. So I haven't really changed my stance necessarily on microblading. Um, but you know, I'm I'm well informed about the process and I like it as a base if you're gonna put a little powder on top of it to soften it. Sometimes I think people have this fallacy that they'll never have to buy another brow product, never fill on their brows again, Aww. wake up and go. And like many things in life, if it's tr- too good to be true, mm-hmm. it so often is. So sometimes for people it can provide a good baseline, um, but it's not as simple as just yeah. now your brows are done. And we know that trends change. Exactly. What if you wanted a Auburn Bob to tomorrow. You look oh very God. chic with that. <laughs> yeah. But then we need to get you a little bit more of a warm-toned auburn brow. And you're you're committed to your tattoo often. Or, that's you know, true. even as the skin kind of goes in one direction as we age, and that's down, <laughs> you often want to lift the brow up underneath by taking a little bit more. But if there's a line of micropigmentation, you're committed again to that shape that may have been higher before. So 
not my favorite and nothing has radically changed in my stance in the mm-hmm. past 365 days <laughs> you never know <laughs> you never That's know true. <laughs> i know like what you said when you wake up i guess like tomorrow morning you're like oh maybe i'll just do this <laughs> exactly well you know it's it's an i can say one thing different from last year is that i don't believe it's really a trend anymore mm-hmm. because it's really stuck around and i've seen trends like brow extensions like come and go like that and you and i have probably both seen mm-hmm. a number of trends in beauty in general but certainly with eyebrows And microblading really has its footing um, solidly placed. I would say that it's part of the industry um, and it's popular. Yeah. Speaking of trends, um, the brow lamination is blowing up on Instagram. I'm seeing everyone, even some people that I know have been getting it. So what is brow lamination exactly? And what do you think about it? (laughs) Yeah. If you guys haven't heard about brow lamination, I'd love to tell you. The first time I heard the phrase, I laughed out loud. It's like, (laughs) it sounds wild, but it is kind of wild. So, you know, little spoiler alert not a huge fan of it uh-huh. you know you know me um, but i i think you it's stick an, to the classics i do stick to the classics i certainly mm-hmm. am not as opposed to it of there's the, those are quotes yeah. um as i am with uh microblading but because brow lamination will go away in Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe six to 10 weeks. What it is, yeah. it's very similar to like a lash perm. If you've ever had a perm for your lashes where they apply a solution, it's that same solution essentially that's applied to the eyebrow. It's a chemical, it's often keratin based. And so your brow is brushed through with the solution with like a mascara wand. And then there's often like saran wrap that they put on the mm-hmm. brow and to hold it very flat, all of the hairs. And basically it's a chemical straightening process of the hair. The whole process is about 30 minutes. Um, A solution is applied that breaks down the bonds of the hair so they straighten out. And then there's a neutralizer applied so the bonds reform. The result is a very flat, one-dimensional, upward-swept brow. And I guess a lot of people are sort of after the feathery look and it does have a little variance Mm -hmm. in the hairs. Thing for me is that there's no texture and that is what feathery means to me. Feathery and fluffy, I think are defined differently by different people, but it's sometimes I say it's a little bit like eyebrow roadkill, like it kind of feels like they're super flat to the face, (laughs) Um, often very shiny. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the soap brow look, yeah. which is, you know, using glycerin soap and a mascara wand. Um, I would say soap brows are a little bit more um, flat and, and, and stern than like a, just a clear brow gel. But soap brows look very much like brow lamination. And I would prefer doing something for a look for a day, like a soap brow mm-hmm. um, that's lower commitment. Yeah, because it's all about the commitment that you're kind of just like, you know, iffy about. Well, the thing is that trends, things do change. And with brow lamination, it's really not recommended to get it done that often. And they say if you have, you know, thicker hair, maybe you can get it done every six weeks. But if your hair is a little bit finer, you'd want to wait every 10 because there's the question of tolerance. How much can your brows tolerate with this chemical? Now, you know, one of the products in my line is called Brow Renovation Serum. Mm -hmm. It's our number one product. It's Mm -hmm. full of vitamins botanicals, moisturizers, hyaluronic acid, peptides. So my brain is so focused on conditioning the brow and that makes put, sense. Yeah, putting it in the best kind of environment you could to support yeah. and maximize growth. And it's cringy for me to think about like chemical straighteners in the brow because 
guess what? Your hair doesn't really like that. That's like if you were yeah. going to straighten the hair on your head. And I'll tell you what, that hair is often a lot more resilient than your yeah. brow hair. Exactly. So to me, people are always like, how do I stop brow shedding? My brows are reducing at the tail. My brows are getting finer. How do I stop it? How do I stop it? And we go through all these things, even diet or a silk pillowcase. So it's just... Um, concerning to be, you know, putting on a pretty serious chemical. And I would say just for safety in general, just consult a dermatologist if you're, you know, like mm -hmm. so many of us, I'm a retinol user, or if you have sensitive skin or are prone yeah. to allergies, because it can cause some irritation. It's an interesting process. Yeah. It's very interesting. Very. I mean, even for like our hair, like our scalp, mm -hmm. if we do experience shedding because we overprocess it, so mm -hmm. what more like the delicate hairs on our, you know, face, right? Like what yeah. you mentioned. I just think that there's something when people come to me and they have sort of a coarse curly brow, it's very maddening to them. Uh -huh. They want them to be flat and straight and they have trouble manipulating them. So I understand the desire to get them to kind of straighten out a bit. But really, I love the texture in a brow. Mm -hmm. I love the Me dimension. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I think, you know, we're seeing for the Oscars, I was kind of, mm -hmm. you know, snooping on the red carpet photos <laughs> on my way over here. But it's a lot of clear brow gel, brush job, and people embracing um, that natural texture and not fighting to, you know, tattoo it into place or steamroll it with chemicals. <laughs> it's just maybe I'm a little bit of a brow romantic, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I like a nice kind of fluffy brow with dimension. Yeah, no, but I mean, with my experience, I used to have like very sparse eyebrows, mm -hmm. but the moment I know I see your eyes like looking darting like, around, ah! <laughs> left, <laughs> I'm getting right, conscious. Left, right. Yeah, no, but now that the moment I stop fussing over it, even like any part of my body. The more it just like grew and totally. then just like allowed itself to be itself. Totally. And now I actually have like an actual shape on my eyebrows without you, it yeah. having to create a shape, you totally. know? Totally. Listen, people often, this is maybe more in the early aughts, but would get their mm -hmm. brows done every two or three weeks. We see clients at the brow studio every four to six weeks. It's yeah. not even about overworking them. I think maybe that's this thing in beauty. Yeah. Like if you want beautiful skin, maybe you go out and buy 70 face products. Well, the more stuff you put on your face, we know that that's not necessarily mm -hmm. the best for it. Sometimes we have this idea of more is more. And very often it's just kind of less is more. Yeah. And with the brow, I feel like if you are over trimming, over tending mm -hmm. to, over tweezing, and these are the methods I do, but yeah. they still can really overwork the brow. People very often will do a little cleanup every day on the brow. I think you got to really be careful about that because you can get into really bad habits and just going for something, even if there's nothing there to really get. You just have to to keep it real with yourself but less maintenance is always yeah. um the key to rebuilding a brow mm -hmm. and i know there's a thing nowadays too people actually reshape their eyebrows into looking someone else's some eyebrows yeah, yeah. well <laughs> it's crazy we're in a celebrity obsessed culture yeah i um just did on instagram this whole story about kind of get the brow look from mm -hmm. the oscars i was pulling yeah. great celebrity photos for inspiration lily aldridge scarlett yeah. johansson margot robbie regina king all these different women with different brows so i love the idea of kind of get the look and i embrace that but with that said it's just a loose inspiration we can't manipulate our faces to look like someone mm -hmm. else's so so when someone shows me a picture of a celebrity i think well okay you know you have a very different direction of hair growth pattern different texture to your brows so i think what you like is that her 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 brows are two shades darker than her hair or i think what you like are that her brows are brushed vertically in the front so you have to sometimes look at those celebrity pictures mm -hmm. and extract very specific inspiration and yeah. keep it to that and don't try to mimic hair for hair or else you're probably going to end up dissatisfied and overworking your oh, brow. Oh, a lot. I have people that I know 
know, they actually remove their arch yeah. and the tail so that it will be more horizontal and totally. flat looking because some people don't have an arch and they want to follow that. I was well, like, that is pretty it's, crazy. It's insane. <laughs> well, having a straighter eyebrow mm-hmm. is definitely a trend mm-hmm. that's very hard to achieve. Yeah. I think a really good example of that is like Kendall Jenner. Yeah. She's um, a beautiful girl and she has that brow shape more naturally where the tail is a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the arch kind of is less present. Yeah. And a lot of people want that brow, but it's one of those things that you kind of it has a lot to do with the muscles yeah. around the brow area and you'd be better off getting a couple units of botox laterally to lift it than to, to reshape probably it what she did. probably what yeah. she did to, right exactly probably what everyone's gonna start doing after they hear that yeah. it's funny because um korean beauty is obviously so large in our uh-huh. industry and with brow trends they come there really fast and hard and mm-hmm. it's one of those things where everyone wants the same look so oh a straighter goodness. brow was you know just like all the rage about a year ago and many people were following that trend it's not even like a trend that you might participate in it's not a light suggestion it's like what everyone then does you know so there's certain things culturally where people really embrace the trends Mm -hmm. and that straighter brow look is hard because if you don't have it you're going to probably end up putting yourself in a botched position yeah or i mean just having to stress out every day trying to shape your brows and (laughs) wax it every day for you know to keep it that shape yeah Yeah, i also feel like we sort of have what we need away with brows like really you have to embrace your own natural shape and that doesn't mean you can't improve upon it but in anything with beauty when we start to really fight what we have Mm -hmm. maybe you have big beautiful curly hair and you're trying to chemically straighten it or maybe your hair is really straight and you're always trying to volumize it i think there's a way to lean into what you have to work on improving it but not to fight it because yeah. i'll say if you if you fight your eyebrows they they fight back and they always win <laughs> they, fight, they always win i love yeah, that yeah it's true but i love how the culture is uh where the culture is going right now you know we are seeing more you know embracing of oh, our totally. real self and yeah. our natural self which I really love. I love that too. And it, that really echoes through all parts of beauty, mm-hmm. through all parts of beauty altogether. It also makes life a little bit easier. Who wants to be, you know, at the bathroom vanity for an hour and a half every day? It's not the modern woman. It's not the woman I know. It's not the client sure. I have. It's mm-hmm. We have executive women, busy mothers, people who have a whole day to get to. Mm-hmm. They don't have time to fuss about all of these small details. So the modern approach, I think, is, you know, clean eating, good skincare, um, you know, a little mascara, a little lip balm, and that's the modern yeah. woman. That's the New York woman, I could say. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, you know, we should take on more of that here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of pressure in Los Angeles. I, <laughs> I've seen some pretty beautiful people between Beverly Hills and Hollywood today, but then again, <laughs> it, it is the Oscars. But there is something about um, a culture of embracing your beauty, and mm-hmm. I think maybe Manhattan is a culture of really on the go, really fast and energetic it has its flaws too. It's it's cons, I guess, mm. being at that pace. But it doesn't allow you to maybe get so wrapped up yeah. in all of those finer, finer details. And maybe there's an easier sort of sentiment toward general daily beauty. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. So when you mentioned that the brow lamination looked very flat and steamrolled, <laughs> and we are all about 3D eyebrows oh, that yeah. look very natural, totally. have texture. Yeah. How do you achieve that? That's a good question. Well, I would say... The best thing to do if you feel like you're you tend to maybe make your brows a little one dimensional, you want to move away from that. I like pencils. I like pomades, but those can sometimes be a little hard in contrast. 
I love a good brow powder. Out of all of the products we have, we still sell the most brow powder as a color cosmetic. It's a soft, easy whisper of color that can live behind the brow. Mm -hmm. um, I also think that a little bit of tinted brow gel can be helpful because not only does it direct the hair and help you embrace the texture, it envelops each and every hair to make it feel a little bit fuller. So in combination, mm -hmm. if you're not sure if your brows are lacking that dimension or you want to seek more of that, a little bit of brow powder to kind of fill in the gaps mm -hmm. and a little bit of tinted brow gel to sort of um, embrace the texture itself. Also, I'd say less trimming. A lot of times with trimming, and I love to trim a brow, mm -hmm. and I do have, you know, a wonderful scissor in the collection yeah. that's very precise. I do like to trim hairs on an angle, one hair at a time, and sort of layer them. There's often this idea that we should comb our brows up and then mm. cut straight across. That to me denies them of their texture. Brows should all have a little bit of that variance in uh -huh. their line. And so when you do trim the brow, maybe trim the longest one, maybe trim a 16th of an inch. Don't cut them in half. Don't cut them to a quarter of their size. Um, trimming too much takes out the dimension. But I would say it's almost like um, going to the hairdresser because yeah. when I see my own hair getting cut, I often think, oh, this is very much how I cut brows. I sort of comb them up and then mm -hmm. I kind of cut in on an angle. I sweep them over, I comb back up. It really has to feel like that. So if you're at home and you feel like you have a very reductive, non-artistic technique to cutting your brows, try to embrace the inner Rembrandt in you yeah. and try to sculpt them a little bit more intentionally. But I would say tinted gel, a mindful trim, a little bit of powder, all will equal dimension for you. Too much pomade, too much pencil, and you could start to go down the wrong path mm -hmm. of a little bit too flat of a brow. Yeah. With your eyebrow brush, how are you supposed to like, you know, hold it? Are you, are you supposed to draw or like follow the shape of your eyebrow or work on feathery motions? So with the pencil? Oh, with, with the, um, oh, the powder. With the powder. Okay, with the powder. I would say that the first play, the first thing I do with powder is I go in with the angled portion of the brush. Mm -hmm. Our brush is born, badger hair blended together, cruelty-free, stiff angle, not fluffy, not floppy. That's important. Mm -hmm. Nice, stiff, natural hair. We also have a synthetic brush, great for pomade, great for highlighter, cool. but we want natural hair for powder. Straight into the powder, a little tap so you can, you know, get you know ensure that you're not getting fallout and then i like to start at the highest point of the brow um mm -hmm. the arch and kind of make sure that we're going up and down that we're really finding that angle and that moment where the brow inclines and declines maybe going in taking a little bit more and kind of pulling forward the tail and then whatever's left on the brush you can do in the front i don't like it when the front looks like a hard box oh, a yeah. hard square even it looks almost like a sticker you know yeah my friend literally texts me how do i make my eyebrows <laughs> not look like a box in the inner oh, yeah, eyebrow yeah, yeah. area it's tricky i'm it's like tricky. you know do that last do i guess yeah we're often very dense too in the center of the brow mm. so i always say look at the darkest densest part of your brow unfilled very often in the center mm. just don't add more color to that area make a mental swatch of what that area looks like mm. and just use your powder to help everyone else reach that density and I guess if you're using like a pencil or something where you're putting the front in more of a box, just make sure you blend it after. Yeah. One thing about powder is like you kind of build the brow up to the level of intensity you want it. With pencil, it's a bit of the opposite. You put it on, it's full intensity, and then you blend it down until mm -hmm. it looks soft. Mm -hmm. So both can be easy to achieve in the front, but less is more. With that said, I don't necessarily love another trend of like ombre eyebrows where it goes from really light in the oh, front to really dark. Yeah. It's it's not particularly natural, but I would say 
there's a, some degree of sentiment that the front should be soft, but within reason, yeah. not like not fading and ever so, gen- you know what I mean? It's, it's, I guess that's maybe a, a, like, a gr- like a really perfect gradient. Exactly. Exactly. That's so weird, right? Like a dip dyed eyebrow, right? Ombre eyebrows. I mean, that is funny. It is funny because you've seen it. Yeah. You know? And yeah. also you don't necessarily have to put product in like every the whole eyebrow right definitely not like what you said you have to um kind of check where the darkest part is or the lightest and yeah. then you just work around that sometimes i i know people who put brow product in one brow and not the other and that mm. is okay the thing is we really are specific in a joey healy eyebrow collection about finding the perfect shade for you because if your color isn't perfect you do have to pull it through the whole brow or else it looks a little off but if your brow product is color correct you can just do it in one little area area and then it just blends in so seamlessly so finding the right color the right undertone whether that's cool warm or neutral i think is the most important and then you can kind of you know use less using less product is the key and if the color is a good match you can use less product Mm -hmm. yeah you offer eyebrow tinting right we do and i love brow tinting i'll tell you that's like my radical thing that i do (laughs) i've tinted brows for 10 years i mean i just feel like there's nothing more immediately gratifying to clients in a brow tinting. And we have it um, called the eyebrow blueprint where it's shaping and tinting Mm. combined. So we offer shaping, tinting, and then the eyebrow blueprint, which is everything together. And the biggest wow from the clients is when they get a shape and tint, especially those who really need it with gray in their brows, blonde in their brows. And eyebrow tinting makes the most out of every hair and it makes sure that, you know, every hair is working hard. It lasts four to six weeks, zero irritation, um, we custom blend the color vegetable based dye yeah. and it really is a, a nice way to make the most out of those sprouts in the front mm-hmm. those last hairs on the tail the highest hairs in the peak sometimes there's baby hair peach fuzz that vellus hair that kind of lives in the brow it puts that to work too and what's nice is you can just wake up and wash your face and you look in the mirror and you're like oh i have my eyebrows they look good you know yeah. so tinting is a wonderful process yeah what do you think about the idea because with people that have dark hair mm-hmm. um is it true that you should be lightening your eyebrows just to kind of like brighten your face i don't think so i think the i like a richer darker brow obviously i'm into brows so right <laughs> like it's something mm-hmm. i i have uh, that's appealing to me mm-hmm. um i don't think you need to lighten your brows in my opinion mm-hmm. unless they are black truly black mm-hmm. some people have a brow that's um almost like a blue black it's sort of can look even like there's like a sheen to it because it's it's so dark i like using bleach um brow bleach specifically to just take it to a dark brown not necessarily to take it to like a sand blonde but just to basically take out that severe edge um sometimes when you lighten the brows too they can tend if you leave it on too long to get a little bit too warm which you want to avoid but just using a little bit to kind of basically take off the edge knock back that black soften it out a bit I think is a good option. Um, in 2018, we developed a product called Brow Lacquer. It's a tinted brow gel. Love them. They can preview what your brow would look like with one of those. Um, but if there's a time that you want a softer brow for a softer look, I would say use a tinted gel. Um, because once you lighten the brow, it's the maintenance can be a little bit trickier. Just meaning that your brows grow rest and shed so you really want to wait for the full lightened brow to grow out because if you lighten it too soon the natural hairs the virgin hairs will look great but then the previously dyed hairs might lift a little bit too much oh, yeah. so 
I don't have these hard and fast rules. Mm -hmm. Sometimes magazine editors want these little like, you know, sound clips of like, your brow should always be two shades lighter if you have dark hair Mm -hmm. and opposite if you have if you have light hair. Yeah. Well, because I've also seen like, you know, some makeup artists, they purposely make the eyebrows like brown if the the model has like brown uh, like dark hair. Yeah, you I mean, there, it's really I think has to do a lot with your eye makeup too mm-hmm. because there's moments where even a white blonde eyebrow looks good with a smoky eye. It's just sort of sometimes yeah. a look, right? And it, we're also simultaneously along with the Oscars in Fashion Week right now, and so we're seeing a lot more extreme beauty looks. I like the idea of playing with the color. Tinted gel is a really easy peasy, believable way to get that done. Um, if your brow, a lot of times people who come in who want their brows lighter have really um, shapes that are not very symmetrical or like issues within the yeah. shape. Often when they can get a proper shaping and a proper understanding of how to fill on their brow, they do want to keep their dark brows. I feel like if the brow is off, if there are ones higher, one shorter, you can tell more if the brows are really dark because mm-hmm. they're in higher contrast. So if you can really get to the core problem, it's almost like brow therapy, you know, <laughs> get to the root and start correcting some of the shape. People are, start to embrace their brows or what once felt overwhelming now feels very tidy. And also with a dark brow, I think it's a blessing. So a tip is also you might want to do a little bit more shaping, a little bit more tightening yeah. of the of the arch, a little bit more of a taper with the tail if you have a dark mm. brow, so it's not so punchy. Even a little bit more trimming in that case, so you can maintain your dark brow with a little bit less impact. Yeah, I think it comes with age. I mean, even with me, I've embraced my eyebrows. Well, also to the with the help of your eyebrow serum that you gave me oh, last you. year. Yeah, so they it, look great. It did help, like with the growth. They look great. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, they look great. I think that if you're concerned with growth in any way, too, mm-hmm. then lightening your brows would really be taking you a step backwards because sometimes the the that little bit of a richer color is in your favor because it's giving you more volume and density. Yeah. Trends change, though. And listen, that that we know because in the 90s, we saw a lot of lightened brows. And when you look at 90s makeup, it's it's cool now. I mean, it has, you know, the brown lipsticks and stuff. Yeah. And a lighter brow is part of that. But I would say, you know, tinted gel for the day you want to play 90s, girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think for me, like what I would do is keep my eyebrows natural. But yeah. then if you like makeup, we could be fun with it. Totally. And just do and try whatever looks we yeah. want. But at the end of the day, you're able to remove it and not be so committed like what you said. That's what it's there for. Yeah. Makeup should be fun. Yeah. That's why I'm a little um, bit of like, you know, the Catholic school principal with eyebrows. Because <laughs> I think, well, you really want to be kind to them. Because you and I both know that as time goes on and as we age, mm-hmm. we've seen this with clients, we've seen this with ourselves. But your brow are less impactful. Mm-hmm. So you really want to be protective of them. You really want to watch out for them like your 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 brows guardian angel. <laughs> but if you want to have it. fun, you could do whatever. Yeah. You can conceal your brows with your concealer mm-hmm. so it looks like they're completely not there if you really want to. Yeah. But I would say something that's of a stronger commitment than that is a little bit of a caution sign mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. So I mentioned earlier that right now the Oscars are happening. Yeah. So what do you foresee the 2020 trends um, on eyebrows? Well, interesting. Um, I just did a story with Refinery29 where we were talking a lot about 2020 beauty trends. And to your earlier point, we are seeing things go softer. So that does include the brow. Of course, it's lighter on makeup, lighter on contour and highlight, lighter on eyeshadow. Um, But we are seeing that reflected with the brow. So clear brow gel was what was featured in that story specifically because it does give you that sort of upswept look. Mm. Um, And don't, you know, sleep on your clear brow gel because there's good ones, there's bad ones. Some get crispy, crunchy. 
you want ones that are pliable and flexible. Sometimes you think it doesn't make a difference, but you can use, sometimes I use clear brow gel on my own brow and then take a tweezer and pinch little clusters together. So I get little spikes in them. Mm -hmm. You can do things with clear brow gel. It's, it is a wonderful tool not to be overlooked. Um, In general, I think we're seeing a little bit more arch in the brow, Mm. um, which might seem counterintuitive to having like a less done brow. But I think if your brows are going to be less filled in, less done, they need to have a little bit more in the shape. Really full boy brows were the story in 2014, 2015. It was leaving lots of strays underneath maybe 2017, 18, the evolution of a brow that was a little bit straighter across. But now people are not so scared to get in there and get a little bit more arch because it really does open up the eyes. So I don't think we're hearkening back to a day where they're dangerously thin, the (laughs) 70s, the 90s, um, the early aughts, but we are seeing a brow that's a little bit more tailored that can hold up on its own without the heavy use of color, Um, clear brow gels being celebrated. And I would say a return to brow powder is becoming a thing that people have sort of left and forsaken for other brow kind of tools, but we're starting to see our powder sales really go up because people are just wanting a whisper of color and avoid the drawn in look Mm. if you're a non-expert. I didn't know that, you know, there was like a a bit of a slump in the brow powder category. I didn't know that because I still used it all along in my models and my clients. I totally have (laughs) seen that over the years. People are using felt tip pens people mm. are using you know that those like kind of markers that have three prongs oh. to mimic microblading oh, yep <laughs> pomades which i love we have a product mm. called brow whip it's awesome i used to on clients today for the oscars because it lasts all night it lasts through yeah. the rain but th- there's been more brow technology i guess you could yeah. say uh, tinted gels all stuff that we have in the line that i love but brow powder i think kind of got like a little bit of a back seat and people think that these tools that are more like um automatic like a retractable pencil are going to be easier and oh i don't want to use a brush and i don't want to have two things a brush and a powder with the right application of brow powder will look like you're not wearing anything in your brows even if you're at brunch at 12 noon outside up close talking to somebody it can be very 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 natural so i think that the slump that you weren't aware of <laughs> is unslumped. So don't worry. Yeah. I'm happy you didn't lose sleep over it. Oh it was, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brow powder, clear brow gel, a little bit more arch, um, and just a refinement of the boy brow with less product. Yeah. But ever since you gave me your brow powder, I've been using it ever since like, on myself every day. <laughs> Good. I'm so happy to yeah. hear it. That color is quite unique to that, that raven tone because mm-hmm. it's charcoaly, which seems scary, almost like it's a soft black. But with a soft, soft application, you get just like oh, a, yeah. a little ashy dust. And it's it just supports the brow. A little goes a long way. Yeah. I mean, I even use it as an eyeliner. It's sometimes. amazing to do that. It's eye safe. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I wet it. Yeah. I wet my brush and I use it as an eyeliner. It's a wet dry powder, so you mm-hmm. certainly can. It's it's actually nice when your products can multitask like that. Yeah. No, I love it. A desert mm-hmm. island product, and it lasts forever too. I believe in like a little goes a long way and a good value with the size of your product. Mm-hmm, definitely. So I asked this question from every guest, and I know you already know what this is, but I want to hear your thoughts again. So here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy and it's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give to those who are trying to discover their beauty within? Yeah, I do remember this question from last time. And this is probably an updated version of it. And we had touched on this a little bit earlier when we were talking about embracing your own natural features. I think in the past, even maybe last year, I kind of referred to it as maybe embracing things that you consider flaws. 
I don't think that we could even consider things flaws anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like just part of who you are. So if your brow has a scar in it, instead of, you know, going on Yelp for looking for 20 microbladers, mm -hmm. maybe that's part of your brow story. Everyone has a unique one. So I would say um, just the general theme of not being combative with your individual features and not just accepting, but celebrating them. It is the the old adage of beauty. It's really, it's the beauty is coming from within and you really want to embrace those things that make you unique and different. And those people are always the most attractive because I'm sure you and I have both seen plenty of people who are attractive, but they feel, they look insecure mm -hmm. and it's not going to magnetize people toward them. So really those who embrace those differences are the people who shine the brightest and that you want to be around the most. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love the update. <laughs> yeah. The updated version. Flaws are very 2019. Yeah. I mean, like what you said, if you fight it, they will usually win. So just don't fight it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's something that, you know, also is as we age, you know, it's something, you know, when you're in your 20s, you think about differently than maybe when you're in your 30s and your 40s. But, you know, we're aging and things are maybe that, you know, the, the, your skin isn't as glowy as it was in your 20s. Maybe your brows are a little bit weaker. This is part of life. Mm -hmm. This is an inevitable part of life. And yeah. if you love living life, you have to love and embrace aging, too, and not try to fight it so much. You know, all of this marketing messaging about anti-aging and turning back the clock it's really toxic and I think yeah. that it's not helping anybody it's just making people rush to try to fix problems that have no solution That's you know true. so that embracing it sometimes it's it's easier said than done but I think that if we could shift toward that yeah. philosophy then all the merrier and I do believe enhancing your beauty obviously I'm in the beauty industry yeah. these are the things that make you feel good um, and they make you feel a little bit more pulled together but there's a difference between enhancing something and fighting it. Yeah, I totally agree. So what is something exciting in store for you? Uh, something exciting in store. Well, I've been traveling a lot more in the past year since I've, oh, I've yeah. seen you. Um, I've done brows in the past six months in Paris and London, mm -hmm. Los Angeles, Miami. Um, so I'm thinking about some expansion, which would be exciting to oh new markets. Gosh, yeah. um, I'm always traveling to kind of get like my thumb on the pulse and to see mm -hmm. what can be another opportunity. So that is uh, our Manhattan Brow Studio is is really pumping. I have to knock on wood. Where's I'm gonna knock Here. on? Yeah, there everything. we go. This is what every literally <laughs> everything. We're in the Hello Beauty Forest. Um, I would I would have to knock on wood. Yeah. Um, but everything's been great at the New York Brow Studio, and we're growing so much year over year at such a rate that it's just exciting to think about expanding into new markets. Also. In December, I launched my first skincare product, which oh, was, yeah, thank you. It's called JH2O Botanical. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Botanical oh. Facial Mist. It's a wonderful spray. You can use it as a toner. You can use it to under makeup. You can use it to refresh your skin throughout the day. It is alcohol free. It is dye free. Mm -hmm. It is paraben free. And what it's full of is amazing botanicals, turmeric, nettle, rosemary, aloe, cucumber, witch hazel, castor oil, reishi mushroom. It's just a great product. And it's been very successful for us. And there's been a really great response. Yeah. So I've also kind of toyed with the idea of maybe doing something for the under eye area um, and it. kind of branching into that area a little bit more. It's a little tangential to the brow mm -hmm. business, but it's certainly something that's front of mind and that is being well received in, in the botanical mist. Yeah. Why, why facial mist first? You know, it's funny. It's something that we've always used in service. I've always had a, a, a bevy 
of, of facial mist at the ready. I've always loved Mario Badescu rose water, oh, yeah. super simple, very inexpensive, great product. Everything to the Caudalie, to MDNA rose mist, lavender mist. We use them in service um, often to just up, like kind of remove makeup that's mm -hmm. not waterproof to refresh clients who are rushing in in yeah. August. It's, it sets a tone and get like it the does. feel when you sit down. Yeah. Right? It's a personal thing too. Mm -hmm. I love facial mist and I feel like for me it's like the shh, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> it's the reassurance. Calm down, yeah. yeah. There's something really important mm -hmm. about that too. And it just kind of freshens up the skin, especially throughout the day when I'm feeling like I'm running myself ragged. So, Whenever there's something on my station that I don't manufacture or produce, I think hmm, maybe I can make that. It's a funny thing. For years, I used beautiful shoe Amora scissors before I thought I can make a scissor. Yeah. Or we used tweezer man tweezers before I thought I can make a tweezer. So, you know, that's kind of where the genesis of that was, was that using a lot of facial mist in service. And I thought, hmm, I bet you I can make a facial mist that's not just rose water, which I love rose water, but I thought something that was like a little bit more um, complex and beneficial for the skin. And then it took me about a year. But once I started researching, um, it was really fun. And there was a lot of shortcomings to other myths that I thought, even things that kind of some things are highly effective mm -hmm. and then some things are just water. So it's like, where can we get in between where something that's a great experience and it smells good, but it's effective. And some of those effective ones like P50 toner, which I oh, yeah. love, yeah. but it's serious. And it's something yeah. that you want to use at nighttime. If, for those of you who don't know, it's yeah. an acid-based toner from Biologique Recherche. Fabulous, but more to get the job done of like mm -hmm. a liquid exfoliant. And then there's things like a simple rose water or an Evian spray. They often don't do a whole lot, but they're nice to have around, but you can't see a visible difference. So I feel like with JH2O, it really is in between. It smells amazing. It's super refreshing. You can use it throughout the day, right out of the shower and under makeup to refreshing multiple times throughout the day. But it has wonderful beneficial ingredients like adaptogens and um, even I that, love it. Yeah, that castor oil is so great because it leaves a light hydration on the skin that's so needed in the winter winter in this time when we're not reapplying our skincare, mm -hmm. but we feel a little dry throughout the day. And a lot of those products have a lot of alcohol in them. I love that JH2O is alcohol free mm -hmm. because naturally that just kind of strips the skin. So it's yeah. a wonderful product. Um, it's $28, which was nice to offer it at a, at a decent price because yeah. sometimes, you know, in the market, they go anywhere from seven to uh, maybe 170. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I they know. They can get crazy. That's crazy. My previous guest actually mentioned that castor oil is good for like hair growth. It is. You know, it's another thing where- so it's you, good for like it's good for your brows. I know. I thought that that might be a bit of a stretch where I'm like, this facial mist will make your eyebrows grow. But the truth is alcohol is bad for your brows. Castor yeah. oil is good for your yeah. brows. Castor oil... Um, I, you know, a lot of people ask me, will castor oil grow your brows? It's one of the number one questions I get. Um, there's no empirical evidence after scientific research and studies that have shown that it actually changes the way the hair grows. What it can do, like any oil, is hydrate the the follicle, which is good for the mm -hmm. for the hair. Um, in fact, after brow lamination, they often put nourishing oil on top of the brow just to kind of replenish what yeah. might have been lost, which lets you know that maybe it's it's kind of trying to repair something that might have been intentionally damaged. <laughs> uh, but um, the castor oil is definitely hydrating for the skin and definitely good for the brow. And the the ingredient that kind of would replace alcohol in J2O is a little bit of witch hazel, which does have nice astringent properties, but it's a lot softer and it's a lot more gentle. Um, but castor oil for lashes and brows has been a thing for a long time. So it's it certainly doesn't hurt. Um, but if you're looking for real growth, you need peptides. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you're mentioning that you can, you know, create all these products that you see on, you know, like your table. Yeah. I mean, if you guys want to check out episode number 23, 
Joey talks all about his business, you know, tips and tricks and how he started in the business and what he learned along the way. Yeah. So little things like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's good to know. You got to keep your eyes open. I'll be making microphones next week. <laughs> Where we get this? <laughs> He's going to be editing my video soon. <laughs> I love to learn and grow. And also when you start to manufacture products, I think it becomes really fun. The one thing that was cool about doing some skincare too is the packaging is, um, it was illustrated by a wonderful graphic designer, Tracy oh, Jones, all these green leaves and vines. And our product line is, you know, very straightforward. It's black and white, literally, yeah. <laughs> literally and metaphorically. Um, it's very chic. It's very New York. It's very gender neutral. Yeah. I've always liked that. But, you know, after 10 years, you want to see like a little bit of the rainbow in there. <laughs> so having um, this kind of product that's like a flanker product it's in our home of joey healy but it's just in a little different world because it's skincare it's all of our classic branding our logo and the feel and look of the streamlined brand but with this amazing kind of graphic green all over it which is exciting even the inside of the box is green so doing the packaging for it was nice because i felt like i got to um dip my toe into like a little bit more excitement it's an evolution of the mm -hmm. brand so i think possible new locations, whether it's nationally or globally, and maybe exploring a little bit more about skincare, which is important to me as an esthetician. And, you know, all of my philosophies really have to do with embracing the natural beauty and just, you know, doing your best to look your best. So I feel like that would be an interesting sector to dive deeper into. Oh, I love it. So what are your social channels and where can they find you? I'm Joey Healy Browse on Instagram. Uh, it's same on Twitter. Um, and on Facebook, the company Joey Healy. You can follow us along for updates. Um, but I'm most active on Instagram. So always trying to, to post lots of things. And I get a lot of good feedback from you guys, too. I ask questions yeah. about products and trends. and I love his page. It's like very, thanks. there's a lot of like memes or something. Yeah, I want to <laughs> make. I love. I know? like to make people laugh. You yeah. know, it's it's all eyebrow focused. So um, if you can get a little chuckle in there yeah. as well, that's even so if bad. it's even if they're memes, there's a lot of information in there. Yeah, I definitely like to um, disseminate a lot of information. I feel like what I love about social media, it's like a conversation. Yeah. So you, I answer every single comment on every post. I try to get to all of my DMs, so we can talk and I can help talk to you about your eyebrows. No, oh, I love it. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much, guys, for listening on a weekly basis as well as watching us on YouTube. You can reach me at on my email, team at hellobeauty.la and my Instagram is hellobeauty.la and my personal is Joyce Baton MUA. So don't forget to subscribe, like, leave reviews so it helps the podcast be more searchable. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching and listening. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you.